you want people to feel acknowledged. You don't want people to feel beat up. You want, you want the results, even if it's, hey, there's room for growth. You want them to feel acknowledged and held by you when receiving that information. You are listening to Amplifier Success Podcast, episode 284. And today, let's learn how to create a client attracting quiz. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. Melanie Benson here, your host and authority amplifier to expert business owners who are tired of feeling like a best kept secret. And today uh, we're going to talk about quizzes. Now, we all know we need a lead magnet. If you're going to be podcast guesting or doing any kind of client attraction, lead generation, you need a way to invite people onto your list without just saying, hey, I want to put you on my email list because very few people want to just get on a list and get emailed all the time. What they want is something of value and quizzes are really compelling. They're super um enticing right now. Like they seem to be working really well. As a matter of fact, we're going to be putting a quiz together too. And I have a guest joining us today to talk about how she created a quiz that became her top lead magnet. She's going to talk about some of the ins and outs and mistakes that people make. So I'm excited to share this with you. Now, of course, if you're going to create a quiz, you need a great way to get traffic to go to your quiz, right? You want to get people seeing that quizzes there. And I got to tell you, podcast guesting is my absolute favorite strategy. There's a lot of ways to attract leads, but these types of leads are really ideal leads. They're hot leads. They're people that have heard your message and they want more from you. As long as you avoid making one of the 17 mistakes that kind of disconnects that energy for your lead. And I've been interviewing people for a very long time. I've had lots of guests on my show, as you know, because you're a listener. And oftentimes people will tell me, oh my gosh, I had such a great response. So many people came through to my uh, lead offer or, you know, booked a call, whatever that invitation was. And the one that uh, the ones that don't really know how to pull all the puzzle pieces together and use a really great guest expert system tends to not work so well. So on today today's episode, you're going to learn a great lead magnet, but you still need to drive the leads. And I would highly recommend it if you've been trying podcast guesting and it's not working, you go right now to melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize and download a very handy checklist of 17 common mistakes. Really easy to fix, but if you don't know what they are, you're going to be doing things that erode the power of you being a guest on other people's shows. So melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize, get my 17 mistakes that guest experts make that cost them the lead or the client, and study that, give yourself a little self-assessment, and then decide where you're going to focus to improve. And if you need a little help with that, check out my guest expert system. Now, let's get into today's episode. 
Welcome back, Amplifiers. I'm excited for today's very special spotlight on quizzes for lead generation. It's one of the strategies that's really outperforming pretty much everything else. And I've got an expert joining me today to share how she's using them. Let me introduce you to Molly Mandelberg. She is the founder of Wild Hearts Rise Up, creator of Magnetic Influencer Collective, and also the writer and illustrator of the Wild Hearts Rise Up Oracle Deck. She is the host of both Tactical Magic Podcast and Reveal the Game of Life Podcast, and she's a best-selling author. After spending years mastering content creation and online marketing with coaches, healers, and conscious leaders, Molly finds her bliss in bridging the worlds of heart-centered healing and transformation with the practical business strategies of leveraging a message into a global movement. She's a certified NLP coach that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming and an Access Consciousness Bars Facilitator, Transformational Leadership Coach, and a full-time nomad. I love the nomad part, Molly. What does that look like in your life, being a nomad? Yeah, you you can't tell right now as I'm on video visiting my mom at the moment, but I travel in a Mercedes Sprinter van, 3,500, that I converted into a tiny home, and I've been doing that van life, digital nomad thing for about four years now. Wow. See, that is so opposite of me. (laughs) I am (laughs) fascinated by the call to be nomadic. So I love that. Do you have all of your escapades in your Instagram feed or something? Yeah. My Instagram has many of my travels in it for sure. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) I love that. I'm always like clicking and scrolling through people in their nomadic journeys going, oh, that seems like so cool. So we're talking today about quizzes and you and I were getting to know each other a little bit and we were talking about like what's been really hot for us right now. And you're telling me about why you really leaned into using quizzes and why it's one of your favorite strategies. Why do you think having a quiz is the best option for a lead generation tool? Yeah. So, I mean, there are so many options for lead generation out there. There's all kinds of people teaching you how to create free gifts from eBooks to video training series to the PDF or the checklist or the blueprint or the framework. And all of those are great. But if you've, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening to this, whether you have lead magnets yourself or whether you've just opted into dozens of them, like we all do, um, it often gets downloaded and then rarely opened, or if it does get opened, it doesn't get fully digested. And so your opportunity to make the way through teaching someone something and then getting to whatever that next step is, whether it's a consult or a mini course or a program of some kind, if they don't make it till the end, if they don't learn the thing you've got them through, then you've lost that chance to make the next step. So there's just less conversion to what we want, which is getting people in the door as clients or as customers or whatever it is that we're selling or inviting them to is a better way Mm -hmm. to say that. And quizzes, um, there's less dropping of that ball because they're engaging with it before they even ever get to the opt-in phase. So we're asking them questions about themselves. They're learning something about themselves in the process. On the back end, we're actually getting so much data about who our audience is, what they're interested in, what their challenges are, what their pain points are, what their big desires are. So they're having this gamified 
exploration experience that's kind of fun and like a game. And on our end, we're actually getting like so much data and information about exactly who we're talking to and exactly what they want. And on the end of that, the beauty of quizzes, especially if you use a software that um, works this way, is depending on how someone finishes that quiz, what their result is, what their archetype or their personality type or their pain point that you've specified becomes, you get to interact with them based on that information on the back end. So instead of having come back, get this free gift and they give you their name and email and you send the same email sequence to everybody who wants the free gift, you now get to cater your messaging specifically to that person. You get to speak to exactly what they're looking for and invite them to something that's really related to them and tell them why it's related to them based on their quiz results. So the ability to cater the messaging and really meet someone where they are is like leagues, like leaps and bounds beyond any other opt-in opportunity that you might have. So it's fun. There's a lot of information and you get to cater that messaging directly to that person. I love that so much. Uh, I have found that quizzes and anytime people can kind of self-identify is a very powerful way to build that intrigue and that desire for whatever's coming next. So quizzes are a great way to do that. And I think um, a lot of people maybe they feel a little overwhelmed or it's daunting to think about creating a quiz. Like, I I guess, what are your experiences, you know, setting up and using a quiz for your business? Yeah. So I've set up multiple quizzes for my own business. And I've also helped clients through a course I have about how to create quizzes and also through actually done for you services where I help a client by creating all the aspects of the quiz for them and they get to edit it and make calls on it and stuff like that. But Um, I've made a lot of quizzes in my day and there are a lot of moving pieces to it. The main thing to, to consider with any offering that you're creating, whether it's a free gift or whether it's a program or a course or a package is there's going to be a testing phase. There's going to be a try it and then pivot aspect to it. So I'm, I just want to encourage people, if you decide to set a quiz up for your business or free gift or anything, if it doesn't get the traction or the momentum or the engagement that you want it to, don't throw it out. Don't give up on it. Keep going back to it and working on it and seeing how you can make it better. It's possible that just changing the name of the quiz would bring more people into the same quiz than you had before. So the main thing I would say is be willing to be in that testing and that exploration phase, be willing to ask your friends to try it out and give you feedback before you maybe launch it to the world. Um, But the really successful quizzes out there, I think go through that editing process, that, that testing and retrying phase to get good. And I'll say the quiz, the first quiz I had that really got huge momentum for my list that when I run ads to it, it gets between 70 and hundred new leads per week. And it did that for years on end. I turned the ad turned off now. So I'm not driving traffic specifically to that quiz right now, but it was getting 70 to hundred new leads a week for years on end. 
And that was the fourth or fifth iteration of the same quiz. So I called it one thing and that name wasn't quite drawing the people I wanted to it. So I changed the name. And then I had some epiphanies about, you know, the questions and how the questions could be laid out slightly differently or, or encompass more of different people in the answers. And so I kept looking at it and kept asking those questions and kept looking at what people's answers tended to be. And if everybody who was showing up was one type, then I was willing to look at how can I include more people in this or how can I um, make it attractive so that different types of people want to come in and play with it. And I stayed in that inquiry process until I had something that was really working to grow my list like wildfire. Mm, I love that. And, and you mentioned tweaking your questions. I, I get tweaking the title, but how do you know that you've got a quiz that you might need to change the questions? Yeah. So when you're in the quiz creation process, you're going to have to choose a platform that you want to house the quiz on. The better ones cost a little bit more, of course, but you can actually see in the analytics if there's a certain question or two where people quit. So usually there's a retention percentage where people make it to the final question and then either they choose to opt in or not. But there's also some people who make it to question three or question four and they drop off. And so if you can see what question tends to lose people, that would be a good place to look at how can I rephrase that question or how can I make it more inspiring that they want to know something about them based on how they answered that question. And that's kind of one of the keys of why quizzes are so engaging. You're asking these questions of people, implying that at the end of this, they're going to have some new insight about themselves, some new way of viewing their life or their business or their struggles that is going to give them hope. And so your questions are really an opportunity to both give them more insight about where they're really at right now and also imply that you're going to give them hope at the end of this. And so you want to frame questions that give you enough information that you can make those inspiring insights at the end and also that it's going to feel resonant to them in the process. Yeah, well said. You mentioned something a minute ago that I want to come back to, and that is this idea that um, you can kind of have different conversations with people based on how they answer questions. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit more, because I think that's an untapped opportunity for a lot of people. It seriously is. And this is something that I know confuses a lot of people because email marketing is like a whole world in and of itself. And a lot of people know they should have an email list or they have an email list that they're not messaging or they have this concept and the word is segmentation. And the beauty of how this quiz can, this kind of client attracting quiz can really sing is when you get into the nitty gritty of segmentation. So ideally when you go out to create a quiz like this, if you're a a holistic practitioner or a coach, or you're running a service-based business, it's very likely that your clients are in some different buckets. It might be different pain points that are highlighted and who comes to you. It might be different like, like aspirations or desires that they tend to have, but those different buckets are likely going to be better nurtured with slightly different messaging or slightly different invitations. And so if we can segment those people as they're coming in the door, as they're entering your email list for the first time, you have a chance to speak to them in different ways. So for as, as an example, 
on uh, the main quiz that I have for my business is called the thought leader quiz. What level of thought leader are, are you? And by the end of the quiz, they're bucketed into five different categories. And I've named them after different archetypes from the major arcana of the tarot, because that was something I was playing with and went deep down this rabbit hole of how those became this big framework that actually ended up being the framework of my book um, as well. But they are the fool, the magician, the high priestess, the empress, and the hierophant. And the way those are levels of thought leadership is the fool is just starting out on the journey. They need to like step into boldness. They need to make some leaps of faith. They need to believe that this new path is going to lead to something without really knowing yet if that's possible. The magician is in this um, mastery or acquisition of tools phase. They're really digging into their modality. They're learning the capacity of what they can be and what their magic can wield. The high priestess has started to master those tools and is now stepping into that place of, is this aligned? They're checking in with their intuition. They're starting to tap into how that path um, is going to be best expressed through them. The empress is in the creation phase. So that's when they're writing the book or they're building the program or they're actually birthing something tangible, some new offering into the world. And then the hierophant is the orator, the speaker, the person who's now created this platform and gets to go and teach and share that with the masses. Now, the hierophant and the fool are both people that I served, but the tools that I'm going to share with them are vastly different. They're completely different programs. They're completely different conversations that I want to have with those two different people. So if I can bucket them into those categories from the get-go, I'm going to share stuff that the fool needs to know that the hierophant has known for years. And I'm going to share stuff with the hierophant that the fool not, doesn't yet have really any business thinking about because they're not quite there yet. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all have to start somewhere. But it's a different set of information. It's a different conversation that we want to be having. And that the ability to do that, to say, here's a whole part of my list that I get to sing this beautiful song to. And here's a whole part of my list that really needs to be thinking about and listening to this. And I have the ability to give only them that messaging. That's powerful. And that means that it's so much more, uh, it's so much easier to make a compelling invitation to someone to an offering when you can say, hey, as a hierophant, this is why this would be useful for you. Or hey, as a high priestess, this is something you might be thinking about already. And here's a way to support you on that path. Um, so it's pretty magical to be able to do that. Yeah, I love, I love the um, creating distinct paths based on where somebody's at in their business and then giving it an archetype Yeah, uh, makes, creates this like synergy in this connection that people are like, oh my God, you know, she gets me. Yeah. So what other key elements do we need to keep in mind when we're, uh, you know, setting up a quiz for new leads and clients? Yeah. So one of the places to pay attention is where do you want them to go from here? And it could be that the different buckets get invited to different offerings, or it could be that you make a different case for each of those for why getting on the phone with you for a consult is the best next step. So where, what is the next step? What's the ideal outcome that somebody takes the quiz, learns this beautiful thing about themselves, gets onto your email list, and then what next? Have that in mind. Start thinking about where you want to lead them. It could be a, a low cost mini course that you create that is so perfect for the magician that they should so go and get, or it could all be the same offering, but the way you're describing it to different people is going to be different. So that's one thing is to think about the next step. 
Um, the other thing we've talked about the buckets and how that kind of works, but having a quiz platform, the software that you actually set the quiz up on, you want to make sure two things. One, does it talk to or integrate with your email automation system? And not all of them will, some of them will, or is it going to be a Zapier connection? Do you know how to set that up? Or is it going to be uh, that the data goes to a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet connects to your email list somehow? There's lots of workarounds if it doesn't connect directly, but it's nice when it just connects directly. And the other thing is, if you are going to be segmenting in that way, the integration process of going from quiz to your list needs to transfer the data to say this person got this type. And if the quiz platform that you've chosen is not capable of doing that, then you don't have the opportunity to cater the messaging to different types in that way. Or if you do, you're going to have to be manually entering it maybe, and you're probably not going to do that, in which case, what's the point? Um, so if you are going to segment people and you want to do that fancy messaging like segmentation process, then that data needs to be able to be carried over to the next place. Those are things to be keeping in mind. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm just been really curious as we've been talking, like, do you have a favorite uh, quiz yeah. tool that you like to use with your clients and yourself? Yeah, so I use bucket.io and that is, it's a robust platform. I think it's around $100 a month to use, which is a lot. Um, but if you can get your quiz working, I think it might be the first 30 days you can try it for a dollar. If you could get your quiz up and working and it brings in one client for, I don't know, a thousand bucks, that's almost a year of using that platform. So you got to think about, is this actually going to generate new customers, new clients? And if it is, then it's totally worth that upfront investment. And if it's not, then you want to tweak it and work with it as quickly as you can to get it to that place. Um, or you can start with a cheaper option. So people who work, uh, who have a website on WordPress, Thrive Themes has a quiz plugin that's also great. That can also integrate to most email lists. Um, for those people who don't want to invest in Bucket and who don't have a WordPress website, you'll have to find another option. I tend to not suggest softwares that I don't personally use or haven't personally used and made sure they work well. Um, but I know some people end up using SurveyMonkey, which won't let you do that segmentation step. Um, there's one called QZZR, Quizzer, without any vowels. And I'm, I know that one will do the things correctly, but I think it's comparable in price to Bucket. So there's a lot of options out there. And I'm sure I haven't taught my Quiz Mastery course in about a year. So it's very possible that there's like five new softwares I haven't looked up recently. Yeah, I remember we we've used one in the past. I'll have to look it up and see if it's still the thing. And we'll we'll uh, we'll put these resources in the show notes. So if you're listening in, going, oh, I need a pen. What was that? We will link them all up for you. I promise. Yeah. Uh, I I'm really I'm so excited about what's possible with quizzes. But I just want to check in. Um, is there anything in particular someone might do that would mess up the power of their quiz? The, I mean, the, the main thing to keep in mind is you want people to feel acknowledged. You don't want people to feel beat up. You want, you want the results, even if it's, hey, there's room for growth. You want them to feel acknowledged and held by you when receiving that information. So I know one of my quiz types is the fool. And if somebody gets to the end of the quiz and I call them a fool, that can feel like kind of a slap in the face. 
So I had to do a lot of extra copywriting for that type to be like, hey, this is an opportunity. This is a beautiful place to find yourself and acknowledge the heck out of them so that that doesn't land in a sour way. And probably if I were going to start from scratch, maybe I shouldn't use the fool, but it was such a perfect archetype for that phase of business that I used it anyway. But you want to keep in mind, what's the feeling that they're going to be left with? We want to give them hope. We want to inspire them. We want to give them enough beautiful information that they not only see their their lives differently, see themselves in a new light, but they also see you as the source of that inspiration and that acknowledgement. So it's really a beautiful first opportunity to build a connection. And you want to make sure that however you're holding them in that space at the end, it feels that way. It feels the way you want people to be left with. So I know there's a lot to the quiz thing. You teach this as a course. What would be a way for someone to learn more about like setting up a quiz for themselves? I'm sure you've got a great resource. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have a free five-day challenge that I have run live a few times, but you can take it anytime you want now. And through the five days, you'll start picking apart what those buckets are for you, what your quiz questions might be. And I'll give a bunch of my best insights for how to do that as effectively as possible on the first time around. Um, And again, I created this stuff after having tested and tried out many iterations of my own quizzes and helping other clients create their quizzes for their businesses. And that free five-day challenge um, you can find at melaniebenson.com slash client quiz. And that link will probably be in the show notes as well. And you can do it in your own time. So don't feel like you need to wait. It's something, I mean, in 10 or 15 minutes each day, you could start pulling apart what this might be for you and playing with the idea. And that five-day challenge, you could probably take it and run with it. But if you want to get step-by-step walked through the whole process with me, that quiz mastery course comes at the end of it. Yeah. I love that. I I mean, this is going to be super helpful because you do want to put some thought and some, uh, like really think about the steps in your, your quiz, but you've made it very simple, I think. So this is very helpful. So melaniebenson.com forward slash client quiz. We've set up a Uh, a direct link for you. So it's super easy to remember. Molly, this is the time where I like to get to know you a little bit more as a person, because I know every entrepreneur has a journey and a story and it's not always peaches and cream and hundred million dollar months. Like, like Mm -hmm. we all hope it's going to be, what would you say was one of the big learnings that you had along your path to success? I mean, one of the biggest things is definitely that it's okay to get support. Um, I think I have this like fierce independence to me and especially the information age that we live in now, there's this sort of sense of I'll do it myself. I'll learn it myself. I'll watch all the YouTube videos. I'll just opt into every free gift out there, which I have many times Um, and I'll figure it out. And the figuring it out is something we can all do. And the magic for me really came when I leaned into mentorship, when I leaned into support, when I showed up to conferences and workshops and seminars and webinars and actually invested in myself, invested in my business by getting coaches and mentors who could shorten that learning curve for me. Because it's one thing to watch a video and hold yourself accountable to follow through on something. And it's a whole nother thing to have somebody there holding your hand 
pointing out your blind spots and guiding you to follow through with that thing a lot faster. So accountability and support, in my opinion, are the two biggest like turning point moments you can have for yourself, getting the accountability to follow through on something that you've been hemming and hawing about. And I want to do it, but I'm not there yet, or I'm too busy to add that to my life right now. Create an accountability system for you to follow through with that. That's how every project I've ever created has come about and get support where you feel stuck or where you feel like you don't quite know enough or where you're not sure how the pieces go together or what words to say or where you might be missing a link. Get somebody who has done it before you to help you walk that path. And for me, that has made a world of difference. That's where all of my big like quantum leaps moment came came after getting support. I love that. Um, I, I always say uh, the path to learning how to do something yourself is the most expensive way to get to the outcome. Because people think, oh my God, that's going to cost so much to get to invest in this or get a mentor or join a program. Actually trying to figure out on your own is the most expensive path disguised yeah. as the cheap path. Right. So it costs so glad you, you all that, that time up. where you're not making that money. Yeah. And you make mistakes that you got to go back and fix. And eh, it's, we could tell stories, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what would you say is the boldest decision or the boldest action you've ever taken to create what you have now? The boldest action I've ever taken. I mean, a couple things come to mind. The first time I invested in a big program for my business, it was like a, well, it started as a $7,000 yes. And it turned into a $20,000 yes. But I came from like a starving artist youth where I was very much a hippie vagabond and that kind of money was insanity to me. Those uh, choices to join those programs were really big catalyzing shifts. And I immediately started making more money after them because suddenly the demand had changed in me for the kind of money that I could receive or the kind of money I was willing to play with in this reality. Um, and another one was uh, I had a chance to do what I do for another organization. They wanted to hire me on to be sort of a coach and sort of a technology support kind of staff person for them. And I had an awareness that if I chose to take that job, I would kill my business. And it was like a multi-million dollar company that I really believed in that I had kind of spent some time like imagining myself in that role. And then the role came to me on a silver platter and my body had a full body. No, before I could even open the proposal they sent me, I had like a collapsed contraction feeling in my body and I had to honor that. And it was like three months later that I had my first $10,000 month in my business because I had focused all the energy I would have put into that job. I put into my creations and my services and my programs and it worked out. So sometimes the leap doesn't look like you think it's going to look, but we have to honor that. And I think my body knew what was coming and knew what we could create. And yeah, that was a big turning point for me. I don't know why would I get this impression that you are the person who is willing to sacrifice the sure thing for what you feel is the most aligned thing. Yeah. And in my experience, I've gotten evidence after evidence after evidence that when you trust your intuition or your knowing or your body to make the call, it's always right. 
so glad this came up today because it's yeah. an important it's an important part of decision making and and the more we can trust that and cultivate that and and honor that the i think the more joy we get out of our businesses along the way i had to learn that the hard way yeah so. <laughs> molly thank you so much for joining us and as you're listening in i hope we have inspired you to a create a quiz or B, look at the quiz you have and make it better. And I hope you will go to melaniebenson.com forward slash client quiz and get access to Molly's five part challenge slash training because it's really, I think that's a training and integrate those awarenesses and those tools and those resources. She's worked so hard to uncover along the way. And again, shorten your own path to client quiz mastery. So thank you, Molly. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going. And I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 